0: What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. Okay, Zanetta. what's what's your answer to Matthew 16, 15?
1: Who do I say
0: that Jesus is? hmm He's the son of the living
1: God. He's personal
0: savior. Okay. That's who Jesus is. That's who I say. Yeah. It's just that simple. Sounds good to me. Okay. And so my, my answer would be, um, my personal answer would be, he's my guide. I'm like G U I D E, guide. He's like a tour guide. Um, it's like I'm in this uh, foreign land and I don't know where I'm going. And so constantly, I'm in conversation, I'm in communication with him, trying to get direction. And you know, no, I don't always, I don't always rely on his direction. I don't. Uh, and that's a lot of my humanism. You know, I, I, I'm, I've considered myself to be a logical person. And so sometimes I will choose logic. And It's like, well, why would you do that? Uh, because I'm familiar with it. I'm I'm more familiar with it. You know, growing in God is a is, is a, a routine thing. And it's like, Well is that justification? No, absolutely not. Uh when I choose my logic over God's voice, uh I find myself set back. I find myself in a bad position, in a rut. And uh God having to, as Peter did when he was thinking, Save me, Lord, I'm having okay, Lord. I I my logic is uh my reasoning uh didn't quite um, uh, get me to where I thought I needed to be, and, and it's an experience, and then it becomes a lesson learned, right And so what I find myself doing is learning from that situation, learning how I failed, uh, and learning what to choose next time, And even sometimes a situation will reoccur, wherein I was like, oh, man, I chose my logic, and then a situation will come up again where I'm wanting to choose my logic. And God will remind me, you remember last time when you chose your logic? And you didn't just trust me? Ah. Yeah, well, I see, I see. That almost got me. That that the situation almost got me. And uh so he's like a he's like a tour guide. You know what I mean? He's always guiding and instructing me on which de- on which decision to make. So the floor is you uh Ms. Andy, uh ask me if y'all wanna answer that question in sixteen or fifteen. What is the question again? Oh, in uh, Matthew 16, verse 15, Jesus asked him a question. He said to them, but who do you say that I am?
2: My answer would be, you know, he is my God, he is my savior, you know, my rock, my foundation. Mm-hmm. That would be my answer. And I would say... I would say the same thing. I would say that
1: <clears throat>
2: reading that, he said unto them, "But who say ye that I am? Mm-hmm. He is my he is <clears throat> he is my Christ?
1: Right.
2: He is my Christ. He is he is my everything. Without him, right. I'm nothing. Right. So when I look at that, it's like who who do you say I am? Mm-hmm. You are my Christ you're the reason I live and you are the reason that I have eternal life that's good yeah that's what I would say that's a good that's a good scripture
0: yeah this is good this is real good so the reason why I brought that up was because <clears throat> as believers, we, we ought to know who God is to us, not just from, you know, a scriptural standpoint, because I can go and read um, everything that the scripture has laid out that Jesus is or that God is, but who is he to you personally, right? Like in your daily, day-to-day life, who is he to you? And each one of you answers the question. And I went over to Matthew 13, and Jesus gave a parable. He gave a parable about when he sowed the seed, or when a farmer sowed the seed, and he said, the seed fell on a path, fell among a path, and I'm just paraphrasing it, or the seed fell among thorns, or uh, the seed fell among stony ground, right? And then I was looking at that scripture, and I began to, you know, ask questions, that's what I do. I like to ask questions. And I was like, well, what is this seed that's being sown? And then, so, 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 but I went back to Matthew 16, right? And, and Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Right? So Jesus was out sowing all of these seeds, and people were seeing him sow these seeds. So they considered him to be something. Now, if you read 13 and 14, he asked, who do they say that I am, as a result of what he was going about doing, right? And they were saying, well, some say Elijah, some say good prophet, some say this, some say that, right? So as a result of him sowing these seeds, people had an opinion about him, because they didn't know it. And so I was like, well, what is this seed? And then the Lord was sharing it with me. He said, well, if you go back to chapter 12. So I went back to chapter 12. And in chapter 12, he was talking about the Sabbath day. And the Pharisees were arguing and refuting against him over something that was written in Scripture. He said, well, God says keep the Sabbath day holy. And here you are working on the Sabbath day. And and then, so Jesus was explaining to them, well, do you not uh, on the Sabbath day circumcise? your child, or if, if somebody, if one of your uh, flocks get loose on the Sabbath day, do you not go out and fetch them? But they were trying to disannul what Jesus was teaching because of what they knew to be written on the Sabbath day. So what was that seed? The seed was what Jesus was instructing his disciples and those that were around him listening to him. It was his instructions. He was out giving instruction to everybody in the midst of him. Every time, every day, Jesus was instructing somebody in some form or fashion. He was instructing, constantly, constantly instructing. And that's what God is constantly doing, right? He's constantly instructing us to make decisions that he wants us to make that where it would be beneficial, most beneficial to us, number one. And number two he'll be glorified. He'll be glorified. So when when you answer the question of this is who God is to me personally, then what follows that question is in your day-to-day decision-making, is he that same person? Is he the same person in your day-to-day decision-making? Is he still your Savior, is he still your Christ? Is he still your everything? Or are we making decisions without it? And, and and do we know what he's instructing us to do? This is not rhetorical. This is a discussion. We're discussing this. <laughs> this is not. None of those questions were rhetorical. This is a discussion. like. In your day-to-day life, this is real talk. And I see, I, I gave my confession. I gave my testimonial. I led the way. I said there are times with me, myself, God is my personal God. He is. But there are times where I'm in situations and I rely on my logic. Well, why would you do that? Well, because I'm familiar with my logic. I am more familiar with my logic than I am God's instruction. So sometimes my logic sounds better and more beneficial to me. I'm not going to lie about that. It does. And God is over here saying, okay, let me know how that work out for you after you do it. But I'm like, Lord, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold just let me reason with you. <laughs> I remember God was saying this over here, Now I think it was Isaiah. He said, come, let us reason together. Let me reason with you, Lord. And I'm telling God this, right? It's like, well, that's kind of bold. Well, me and him, we got a relationship, so I can be bold with him. He's my father. He's my Lord. He's He's my everything. I can come to God in that way because we type like that. And we type, yes. But but beyond that, beyond that, the question remains in that, in your day to day decision making, or you following who God is to you, or you making decisions based on who God is to you. And then, yeah, we would like, say, no, no, absolutely not. Right? No, not every time, no. So then next the next question that follows is well why not? Because he is this thing to you. He is this everything, he's your savior, he's your he's your Christ, he's your God, he's your tour guy, he's everything. All right, all right, so why not? Right? Because when you answer the following questions, then it'll be easier to make a decision. God focused, right? Or or no. It seems like it would be that if I if I understand why I'm choosing against God, but I want God and I'm saying he, this is who He is to me, it seems that it would be easier to do what God is telling me to do. Mm-hmm. Or, or I could be or I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe that's just something I'm making up. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, go ahead. I'll, I just said I think it makes the decision easier to follow Him when you put it like that.
2: And I was done. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like from time to time you have that struggle of, you know, trying to go with what you think is right and what God's saying is right. And it's harder because you want to go with your decision rather than God's decision. So I wouldn't say it's easier. It's harder because the problem lies in trust. Um, mm-hmm. trusting all the way and fully in him about a lot of decisions that go on, to, on in your day-to-day life. So mm-hmm. I really feel like that's the struggle is because it's not a full trust and, you know, you go back <laughs> and forth with that. Oh, well, you know, well, maybe if I do it, I do this, I do that, and then mm-hmm. like you say, that's when God is um, letting you know, okay, well, you said I and i Like you said, I have to come and rescue you because you felt like you can do this on your own. But I don't feel like it's easier because it's always a struggle with dealing with a trust and a faith in what Mm -hmm. he can do. Even though you've seen his works and seen what he's Mm -hmm. delivered you out of, that is a constant Mm day-to-day.
0: That's it.
2: Well, I'll say this. Um... The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So if we if we kill self daily, cuz that's a daily thing. If we kill self daily and we allow the spirit of Christ that is within us to rise, then we can follow his tasks that he has for us, cuz we really should be about his purpose. Mm-hmm. What is his purpose for our lives? And in a day, day-to-day walk with Christ, that's why he says renew your mind daily mm-hmm. so that we can fall back on what he wants us to do in hearing from the Holy Spirit who has our power to guide us and direct us even from the simplest tasks of driving to work. We may take the same route to work, and today the Spirit said go this way. Because the spirit doesn't spend time on telling us what not to do. The spirit spends time on telling us what to do. But how we process that in our minds, because, you know, for us, it is a mind thing instead of processing it in our spirits. So if we allow the flesh to to die and allow the spirit of Christ to rise within us, then we hear from, from him more loudly, especially if we can do some type of fasting, because I hear from God a whole, lot, a whole lot louder when I fast. So if I, I, I call on the name of Christ so many times a day because that's who he is. He is my savior. Yeah. So calling on his name is just, that's just the normal thing for me. Sure. Trusting in him and leaning not into my own understanding. You know, I have to lean not into my own understanding and allow him to guide and direct my path. It's so easy being in the flesh to take on those things. But if you start your day off with Christ, if you start your day off praying and, you know, and meditating, then it's, it lays a platform and a structure for the day. It doesn't mean that you stop just that one time and you don't have to pray anymore. The Bible says pray without ceasing. So we have to continue to pray throughout the day to make sure we stay on that platform of where we started that morning or whenever, whatever time we get up to go to work or do whatever we're going to do. So I think if you just continue to stay on that path, because everybody knows what they really need to work on. Of course. you know everybody knows what they really need to just okay, I need to focus on this, I need to focus on that I need Lord, I need you to help me in this area and and God already knows, so we just have to relinquish that control and allow him to enter in
0: mm-hmm. that's good. anybody
1: else I love. I love how you use that scenario of taking the route to work and the series shows you to go a different way. And, I mean, it's hard to do sometimes, you know, because you're so used to going that one way, and it's just so it seems like so much trouble to me to go a different way. So, you know, I could see myself kind of, well, I would just, you know, try to justify myself with the series, telling me, go well, you know, it, it would just be so much easier just to say the same. And, and keep going as I have been. Why Why do I need today to go a different way? I love how you did that.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to say this because I've had that to happen to me. It's like, why would I? And you question, why would I? And and, and the Lord doesn't need to be questioned because the time that you spend questioning, you could be spending that time being obedient. And what I have found on the times that I'm traveling somewhere to go somewhere especially if i'm 2 minutes early or 2 minutes l- behind that that time that i'm i i normally leave then when i see the accident i say oh that was the reason that was the reason but then he said all things work together for good so then i turn around yep. and i begin to pray for those that i see there so now as 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 i'm passing by i'm praying pleading the blood and everything so that's why all things work together for good for those that, are, you know, are called according to His righteousness. But we we know that. So I've had it where I've been in the grocery store, and he said, "Come out of here." Mm-hmm. I said, "Ooh, ooh, really? Okay, I'm I'm going." So I don't really know what that's about. I don't sit up and try to find out because you directed me out of there for whatever reason, and it may not have been something was getting ready to happen. I could have come in contact with somebody that didn't have a right spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, you you know what I'm saying? Because if you remember back in the Bible, uh, when Elijah told the man to go dip seven times in the river, he never touched that man. He only Mm -hmm. gave him instructions because maybe he couldn't handle touching that man. So maybe if you, you know, I look at all the things, I go back to the word and, and, and the different stories that are in the in, in the word. And maybe that was why the Lord told me not to stay in there. So the same, well, Lord, why? This is where I need to go. They have what I need. No, let me go. I've had that happen several times, and, it, and especially the the route to work. Oh, my goodness. It's like, don't go that way. It's like, okay, just turn around. I don't even say anymore because when, when it first started happening to me, it's like, well, why? I'm not, no, just go another route.
1: <laughs> that's good. That it happens so much that now that's that's the thing you follow no matter what. I love that no. too. Cause now that's your new normal because you just listen to the spirit and you go. You know, even if it's not a normal route that you see day to day, it's normal for you to hear the spirit to tell you, okay, let's do this today.
2: It is. And when you take a different route and it takes you all out of the way, that's when you say, Lord, I, whatever it is, whatever it is, okay, I, Lord, I, I, I'm submissive. I'll follow. I'll kill self right now you, and because it doesn't make any logical sense. And that's why, Lord, I don't lean unto my own understanding. But I'm going to acknowledge you right now. And I just want to give you praise. You begin to get into a praise just knowing who he is and all the power that he has
0: good. That's good. So when you look at that, the display there, the example she just gave, (laughs) what God is to her personally is bigger than what she is on the Mm table. That makes sense? The personal God to her is greater than the day-to-day routine she has to do. It's like regardless of the day-to-day routine she has to do, God is bigger. God, what God God's agenda is bigger than my day-to-day routine. It's bigger. It's greater. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to rely on what I know God is to be to me because that's the whole point of the discussion. How am I going to hear more clearly from God? Or what am I relying on? Am I relying on my usual agenda? Am I, am I regarding it to be greater than what God has for me daily? Because what she said, this is what was crazy. The Lord said it to me like this. You are a sacrifice. You are a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You are a living sacrifice, right? Yes, yes. I am a living sacrifice. I am a living sacrifice. Why? Because daily people need to see some sense of a witness through me. I don't know yeah. what, what witness it is, but they, daily people need to see some sense of a witness through me. So why? So that God can be elevated and he can draw people to himself. That's the yeah. point of our existence. That's the point of our existence. We are here to be a witness unto God so that all men will see God through us and, joke, and draw nearer to him. And Matthew, the writer of Matthew, I think it was Matthew when he, he stated, let your light so shine among men yeah. so that they may yeah. glorify your Father in heaven. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We are lights. We are lights. We are lights. So daily, in our day-to-day routine, it is it is me choosing God above what I want, above where I'm going, above what I want to do, above what I feel is best for me. It's me choosing God me choosing God. And when I when I accept who God is to me personally, that's why it's easier, right? Because once you choose all of these other things and you recognize that all it did was draw you further and further away from God, and you're like, I don't want to be further from the the God that I say he is to me personally, right? If I want to be personally in a relationship with God, and that's any relationship, think about it. If you want to be in a relationship with somebody you're not going to distance yourself from them. You want to be around. You want to talk to them. You want to interact with them. Why? Because you want to be in a relationship with him. So then with God, it seems like with God, everybody want to put space in between them and him. They want to put space in between them and him. It's like, no, it's the opposite. No, you need to do more with God. You need to rely more on God. He needs to be more important than everything that you're doing. He needs to be. And of course, you know, as said something, she said it's it's a matter of trust. And then Miss Andy came in and she said something. She said <clears throat> God was warning her or alerting her to do something. And she looked back and she was like, Oh, that's why. You start to begin to see that God is always looking out for your best. He's always mm-hmm. looking out for your best. So then that trust issue begins to say, you know what? Because last time I was in a situation and, and I didn't want to do it, but I did it and it was actually tend, came out to be better for me, I'm going to start relying on that more. I'm going I'm to I'm trust myself less and trust him more because, man, you know, he actually wants what's best for me. And then it actually turns out to be better for me than what I thought. So trust of course, trusting God is like a, it's, it's a, uh, what you call, it's a progress. It's, it progresses. You know what I mean? It's it, it, just like we talked about with Peter circumstance came, the wind started to blow while he was walking on that water and he began to see because he was so familiar with, 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 with winds blowing. It's like, hey man, you know, you got you to gotta make a move. You got to get up out of there. But he was trying to get up out of there but he forgot he was on water. And a lot of us forget that we're on water. Spiritual sense, parallel. Mm-hmm. Right? We're, in a, we're, on, we're on a ground that, you know what, if God isn't moving us or holding us or carrying us, we're gonna start sinking. We're gonna start sinking, and, and the fact of the matter is, that's everybody on Earth, and they don't even recognize it. billionaires. They think that, hey, I'm a billionaire. Everything is, I'm financially stable. I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Then that imaginary number in your bank account can disappear at any moment. Then what? Then what? That imaginary money, even the money in your house that you got stored away in a safe, could get burned up. Then what? All of your assets, everything you have could be ruined. Joked it would be the best way to be the best person to tell you. Everything was gone in a day. A day. Then what? Then what? You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a matter of letting God be bigger than your situation. And then living like he is. Becoming that living sacrifice. I'm a living sacrifice. And even that, that's so oxymoronic. How can you be living in a sacrifice? Right, that's funny, right? Because a sacrifice is something that's cute, and you're living, right? So, as we said, he said, daily, I got to kill off my flesh. And to simplify that, what is my flesh? The things that I desire above what God is desiring. Yeah. The things that I'm desiring above what God is desiring. That's my flesh. That's, that's It's because it's constantly at a battle. My flesh is wanting something, God is wanting something. And they never want the same thing. Never 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 but I should, go, to, go ahead
2: I should want I should desire his will for my life
0: I should
2: I should desire his purpose for my life, I should desire to walk in his purpose for my life, I should desire that if I love him, yes, if I love him like i like I say, I love him, if he is what he what I say he is to me then I should desire that doesn't mean that it makes me perfect. It just means this is my desire. Look at what did the Bible said about David? David was a man after God's own heart, but look at how he lived But he loved the Lord. He yes. did.
0: Yes. And guess who said that though? God said that.
2: Yes. Yeah. What, what, what a testimony. What a testimony. And, and you figure, we all have a little bit of David in us some kind of way.
1: Oh, we do? We all
2: have a little bit of David in us some kind of way. And and, and what David was, he was fearless. So you know, but, but he loved God. Even with all of his imperfections, he loved God.
0: Yeah. God was bigger. At the end of the day, God was bigger, regardless of his yeah. sake. God was bigger. And when he recognized his mistake, it was like he was adamant about changing and rerouting because he knew God was bigger, yeah, he knew God was bigger that's that's all I have I, I'm done I mean, if anybody has any questions, any comments, I mean, go for it, but I'm done I uh just if you didn't take anything from this. Take one thing, God should be bigger. The God that that's personally the God, the personal God to you should be bigger than anything you're doing in life. Should be. He should be. And if Amen. and if you recognize that he is, then you should follow that. I should choose that Amen. in everything that I'm doing. In everything that I'm doing. Amen. And Amen. next week I want to touch on which you know I mean it ain't me, but the Lord is really directing me because I really wanna I've really been shown the uh thirteen. We wanna really discuss uh the different hearts. Because sometimes we don't really recognize what heart we got. And then the Lord was showing me the other day that we're all of them at once at at any given day. Sometimes we don't understand. I mean and it's easy, you know, you don't understand something. You don't understand. God is instructing you to do something and you don't understand it. And then the enemy comes in and confuses you. So that's easy. Uh sometimes we 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 hear something God is instructing us to do and we go about it, we do it, but we don't want to suffer. So it's easy to, you know, revert back because of some type of a suffering. And then sometimes we allow our busy lives to just interfere. Yeah. I mean, so I just, uh, so, you know, we'll we'll go into that deeper because cause we can be any one of them at any given time. But it's recognizing it, recognizing when I don't understand, okay, what do you do? All right. If I don't want to suffer, okay, what do you do? I'm too busy, okay, what do you do? But, yeah, that's all I have to do. If nobody else has anything, I'm done. No, that
1: was good.
2: I don't have
0: anything. <laughs> oh, no, everything was great. Good yeah, morning. good message. Praise God. Okay, amen. Good. Amen, amen. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.